Man, oh man, how are you? Aiden Jones, you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree. It's Boxing Day, Tuesday the 26th of December, 2023. This is the last podcast for the year. Oi, come on. Am I going to be, is the first podcast in next year on the first day of the year? It's going to have to be, it's going to be on the Monday, so yeah, it is. How about it? Oh, last podcast of 2023. How has your guys year been? Has it been good? Have you lived up to all of the expectations that you had at the start of your year? Oh, yeah. Man, I've got a goal for myself. Maybe I've got a new project to work on. My goal for myself by the end of next year, I want to find a place to move out and live by myself in Melbourne. I reckon that's key. Yep, I'm sick of living with other people and I reckon if I can get my debt paid off and start making some money, then um, yeah, why not move into my own place and just do that? I think it'll make me really happy. I was even talking to my uh, my cousin and his wife over Christmas and we were talking about like I get HelloFresh and it's 115 bucks a week, but... You can get these big meal kit things delivered that are way cheaper and get them for more people. And if I had my own place and had like a whole fridge of freezer to myself, I could just freeze all the shit. Yo, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I just, I don't know, man. I've been thinking about it for a bit. I think I want to. I want to live by myself. I'm sick of living in share houses. And... Um, I imagine that one day I will live with a partner, but before then, I would like to live by myself. I think that would be cool. I think I might learn a little bit about myself. I think it might give me some freedom. I could have my piano in the place and then I can, I mean, I wouldn't play at night. I'm sure I'd be living in an apartment around other people, but like, you know, it just give me a bit more freedom to play in the day without feeling bad when other people are trying to do whatever I can just play. I don't know. I just like the idea of it. So, uh, that is a goal, live by myself. That's a new goal. I'm going to make a new list of goals, I think, as I refine what I want out of my next year. What did I want out of this year? (laughs) This year, at the start of the year, I thought that by this time, I would be living in the UK with my girlfriend, having moved over there, and um, boy, did that not work out. I sent her a message yesterday. The last message that she sent me back in August was so kind and wonderful. And uh, I read it again the other day because she popped up on my Instagram and I just, I went into our messages and I was like, should I write her a message? And then I just read our last message and it was from her. And it was just a, a lovely, kind message and it really made me smile. I'm obviously upset about the way that that went. Upset, I was disappointed at the time But I think it went the right way Yeah man, I wasn't ready to move to the UK I was fixated on this thing But uh, I don't know, yet again (laughs) Every year I think I've got it figured out man And then every year What I thought I was going to do Just changes and becomes another thing And this year, this coming year Maybe I'll do this on on the first. I'll probably do it again. Who cares? 
um, this coming year, I want to be like by this time next year, I reckon I will be getting ready to do the Australian tour of this new show. I will still be working as a tour guide. I may still be working man with a van, not sure. Maybe I'll be doing podcast editing, I don't know. But I imagine that tour guiding will be my main source of income for the next year. And I'll do two of those a week. And supplement that with some other stuff on the side. Maybe some tour guide work. Maybe my mate might have a bit of work in the film industry for me. Like driving a you know van around or whatever. Something else to supplement, but two days a week tour guiding, that's the main thing. Then, um, I don't know, I want a date. I would like to be open to meet someone. I want to still be living in Melbourne. I want to be either moved into my own place or thinking about how to move into my own place, maybe about to move into my own place. I want to be debt-free. And uh, that's a big thing for next year. I want to pay off all my debts. What are you guys' goals, man? Do you think about that stuff? Do people set goals? I mean, this is what this time of year is for, really, isn't it? I feel like the last couple of years I've done Christmas right. The last couple of years I've gone home to Adelaide over Christmas, seen my family, and then uh, spent the day, Christmas day, with my cousin and his family and their kids this year. They got a new addition to their family. They've got three kids now. And just the best day, man. What did I do? For, I think it was Friday or Saturday. No, I left it so late. It was Saturday. I went and got presents. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I got my little cousin. or was uh, second cousin, whatever it is. The girl, she's four years old. I got her the most dud gift. I got her a dud. I experienced the pain of a dud gift on Christmas Day. Oh, boy. Last year, I just got them all one gift. Both of them. I just got them these, these water bombs that screw onto the tap, and that was cool. This year, oh, I got uh, the six-year-old boy, a bit easier to buy for, something with guns. I got yeah. him some Star Wars Lego. That was great. And then the girl, there wasn't any Lego really for girls, and she's like quite a girly girl, you know. She likes pink stuff and fairies and dress-ups and whatever. So I was like, okay. Maybe I'll go back and have a look. And then I saw, and I just, I saw this Chinese Lego. I don't even know what it was called, but it's like, you know, like just a store in the middle of the shopping center. And it's like half in Chinese, half in English. And it looks kind of like, you know, whatever. It's got that like cute Asian aesthetic to it that I thought she would like. And I... (sighs) I just I should have known from the way that the lady who was the sh- like attendant, you know, was that I was like, oh, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, so is this okay for like, I, I even I forgot she was four. I thought she was three. I was like, is this okay for a three year old? And the box says ages six and up. And the Lego thing that was ages six and up that I got for the boy who is six, that thing had like 200 pieces or whatever. And this thing said ages six and up and it has like 600 pieces. 
And I'm just like, man, is this going to be okay? Is this going to work? And I, but I was tired and I just, I was sick of thinking about it, you know? So I just got it for, I got her this swing thing (laughs) and, uh, you know, bought it and wrapped it up and then she took it out and she started trying to do it with me for a second and it was really hard. All these pieces are so small and really hard to grab and put together and it was hard and then um, she lost interest pretty quick and I was like, I'll set it up and then she can just have it. And then uh, her dad, my cousin, came in and started helping and it took us like three hours to put it 90% together and she kept coming back over and every time she would touch it, it would just break. Because <laughs> the bits were so small and the way that it all kind of clicked together, it just wasn't good. And um, and then eventually I finished and like, oh man, like like my cousin's wife's dad, like the kid's grandpa came over and he was just roasting me about <laughs> <laughs> he was just like you could tell he was stoked because like you know you you want your present to be the best one obviously like and uh he's grandpa and he's worried about his gifts as well and he came in and and the kids were loving his gifts and um and then he was looking at mine and he was just laughing and shaking <laughs> Shaking his head, going like, "Man, what is this?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, dude. I fucking yeah." Look, I panicked. I panicked on on um, Boxing Day Eve, Christmas Eve, Eve. Oh, sorry, yeah, Christmas Eve Eve on the Saturday. I don't know. And he was like, "Oh, he had this shit eating grin." He was just like, "Oh, mate, we'll have to bloody." Um, maybe we'll put it together with super glue. Maybe that'll fix it. <laughs> it was like, he goes, I've learned long ago that, uh, you can't get small parts. Fuck all of that. And I was like, yeah, man, I guess this is like, this is kind of my first rodeo a little bit. So yeah, I'm still learning. This is a harsh lesson. And then he, <laughs> so eventually I put it all together and then the little girl came and grabbed it and she went to go like put it in a little tent where she was playing and it just fell apart like straight away. And I was like, oh, I put it back together the first time and then it fell apart. And she, even the little girl, she was like, you shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> she goes, you shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> um and uh and i just i just fucking like the second time when she brought it back i was like i'm not doing it and i just packed it all up like i took it out into like manageable size bits and just put it back in the box and closed the box and he and then and then uh and then the mum's dad the granddad was just like oh mate we'll bring the box out next time you're down. We'll have to bring the box out and you can play with it again. (laughs) Oh, he wouldn't let me up off the mat. Yeah, I really took a big, I took a big L on that one. 
So that was really funny. That was kind of nice, to be honest. And, uh, oh, man, he actually, he, the, the kid's granddad got uh, the little boy this plane that, it's like a remote control plane, but not for, it just is like a foam kind of plane with um, two propellers on the back and the remote control just controls the propellers so you can put both on at once or either side to make it turn. And uh, we couldn't figure out how to do it for a while. And so we like threw it the first time and it did okay. But it just kept going into the ground. And then I hate to toot my own horn. Oh, I hate to toot my own horn. <laughs> I hate to toot my own horn. But um, I figured out that if you... So if you keep the propellers on the thing just kind of goes up and it just keeps going up until it's vertical and then it almost flips over, but it just like nosedives into the ground. And uh, I was like, what if you turn rather than just letting it go all the way up? What if you turn it to the side? And I did that and it went okay. And then we realized that if you just keep turning it, we thought that that was all the thing did was just go up and then like hit the ground. But we realized if you keep turning it, you can actually fly it it will just fly indefinitely. Oh my God. Powered flight. How fucking cool is that, man? It's just a bit of foam shaped like a plane and two propellers on the back with a shitty little motor and a battery and then a remote control to power the motor. And that, like a radio thing. It's just two signals. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I guess two. It's there's two. There must be two motors... And then a radio thing that for each of those motors can go off or on. So one button is both on and then the other button is for the left, one on and for the right is the other one on. And that's it. I mean, I don't know how they make that work or whatever, but I'm like, I imagine it's a pretty simple circuit and that is enough to fly this plane. Oh my God. How cool, you know? I guess it has to be shaped. I guess it's all about the shape, the aerodynamics of the shape and the lightness of the thing. But yeah, we were doing that, man. We were flying that around in circles and up in the air and trying to get it to like start falling down and then kick back up and swoop along the ground. That was so cool. It took us a few hours to figure out how to work it. And then once we did, me and my cousin and the little boy just had that going. And then every now and then I would go inside because it was raining like crazy yesterday. I don't know where you guys were at. Melbourne and regional Victoria bucketed down. I was on the couch at one point about to nod off on a little afternoon nap yesterday. And the biggest crack of thunder bow, in the distance woke me up. And then it just started piercing down like crazy. And uh, after a while after like, I don't know, a couple of hours, it let up a little bit. And so me and my cousin and the little boy went out to the back of there. They've got like a big, I don't know what an acre is, but they've got like, you know, a bit of land. <sighs> and uh, we went out the back there and we were just like picking up all rocks because the water was flowing through. There's like a bit of a man-made stream on the other side of the fence in their neighbor's yard and the stream burst its banks and was flowing down the hill across their yard. So we got a bunch of rocks and made a dam. And then like, you know, you just, I don't know why, you're just like, yeah, we're just going to make a dam and then you've got something to do. So you're just doing that. 
and I was using the the boys' new scooter with like big rubber wheels to carry rocks from this big pile that were too heavy for me to carry across to where the dam was through all the water. And um, yeah, we like made a pretty good dam. Then the little boy went inside and it was just me and my cousin and we kind of made the dam for a bit more. And then he was like, oh, do you want to go check out like where the man-made stream channel thing is? And we went there and it was so full. And uh, we got in took my shirt off, wrapped my phone up in my shirt and just like put it out of the way where it wasn't going to get wet. Went into the stream. It was super cold and it was only like up to maybe like maybe your waist, you know, but we just got down low and both got in the stream up to our necks and then we were just sitting there and it was cold for a bit, but I did my breathing and acclimatized to the cold and then we were just sitting in the stream for like 20, 30 minutes just chatting about life, about like stories of when we were kids, you know, stupid stuff that we would used to do. He told me some story when he grew up, when he was like 18 in Cairns. Uh, it rained really crazy one day and it went through the university and him and his friend went swimming through the university. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, so great. So great. And I just, I didn't do a single thing yesterday. I didn't think about comedy. I didn't think about money. I didn't think about, you know, work, nothing. <clears throat> didn't even leave the house. Just woke up, did Christmas. A few people came around to the house, ate food and uh, played. And then had dinner and... The kids went to bed and we watched, oh my God, we watched Top Gun Maverick. Man, that was so sick. What a sick movie. I haven't even seen the first Top Gun, I reckon, but it was kind of like it was America. It was like, he's America. I don't know. I always like to find metaphors and stuff. I'm so, I'm so thirsty for a metaphor. He's, do you get it? Like he's old, but he's still got it and he's still the best. Just like America. <laughs> I don't know. There was something so nostalgic about it. It was just all about nostalgia, I guess, about heroes and I don't know what the fuck it was about. It was about planes and fighting stuff and bombs. <laughs> it was just a cool movie. Yeah, I really liked it. It's been a – It's. I, I still feel I've got a tour tomorrow. And I feel a bit nervous about that because last week on Wednesday, I came back, I did my tour and I had had, I went to bed with seven hours until I needed to wake up, but I didn't get to sleep for a while. And I guess I just, um, yeah, I probably only slept like six and a half hours and, um, and driving in the morning was just really hard. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like I didn't get enough sleep. So today it's 4.30 now. I'm going to finish this pod and then I'm going to make two lots of um, HelloFresh and one to eat now and then like some for tomorrow and some for the days after, whatever. I'm just going to, you know, that's basically three to four meals worth. That'll be my food for my tour tomorrow. And, well, that probably get me through to about seven and then maybe I'll play a bit of piano and I'll go to sleep, I reckon. I'll, what time? I need to be up at 4.50. So if I'm in bed by 
that gives me eight hours to sleep. So I kind of want to be in bed by 8.30, you know? That's the plan. So I'm going to be in bed in four hours, man. Fuck. It's still going to be light outside. That's kind of difficult, but I guess I just have to draw the blinds and just make sure I do it because, um, yeah. It's, you know what I've been thinking lately about responsibility and I guess just taking responsibility for my shit and like seeing my cousin and his wife and the way that they have a family and that they want that responsibility and thinking about – I think I've, I've been a, a quite scared of responsibility for my whole life. It's hard to just, you know, like when things are going to be your fault, you got to take responsibility for it. But I think I want to try and take a good responsibility for this job and be like, okay, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I'm not half-assing it. I'm not going out for gigs the nights before, you know. If i got to get up at 4.50, that's what I have to do. I just have to get up at 4.50 and uh, go to work, so... And it's cool, it's fun, it's nice to have responsibility, it's nice to show people a bit of the country. I didn't end up getting to Gibson Steps, I didn't do it. It was too far to drive, man, I'll do it another time. Maybe I'll do it sometime in January, go for a drive out that way myself. It would have been too far to go from all the way like to Gibson Steps and then to Bendigo. That's just far, dude. Maybe I'll go sometime in January and go camping. That'll be cool, man. I'll go for a camping trip. And that way, it doesn't matter that it's so far because I can stay overnight. Fuck this. I'm going to buy a fucking tent. Mmm. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should buy a tent. <laughs> or maybe I should just get a car through Car Next Door that has a decent sleeping option in the back. Yeah, maybe I can just get a car that like the back folds down nice enough and I can actually set up a decent sleeping situation. I don't know. I'm not sure. It is way easier to sleep in the back of a car than to get a tent. I don't know, man. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. That'd be cool to go down the Gibson steps though. Fuck, I just want to do so much stuff. I feel so good, man. I feel really good. This new job's good. I'm excited about showing people the area. I'm excited for the tour tomorrow. Fuck being scared. You know what? I'm going to decide to not be scared because I am a little bit like it's it's nerve wracking to get the right amount of sleep, wake up and go on the tour, but I'm just going to make sure today that I do it right. And every time I have one of these long days, I'm going to make sure I'll just be in bed by 8.30. That's just what I'll do, you know? Yeah, I'll take the responsibility. What else am I talking about here? On Sunday before I... Uh, so, yeah, I drove out to... Oh, man, I went surfing. My boy dropped my surfboard at my house. Got a new surfboard and uh, it's very light. It's like a lightweight board. It's very short. But I went out there with it and gave it a crack. Didn't stand up on a single wave. But you know what? I'm going to go again. I will go again. And... Uh, it was cool to just get out there and to know that I have all the equipment that I need now. I can just go surfing whenever I want to go surfing. So that's on the cards. <sighs> I think what I want to do as well is like watch some videos of maybe watch some videos of how to surf or maybe I just need to sit there and watch people. Like I notice it's hard for me to get out the back, but I also need to learn how to stand up and like reliably stand up. 
But um, yeah, it'd be cool to just like I watched how they paddle, and I guess they paddle like across the waves. They don't paddle into the waves directly. They kind of paddle like across the surf a little bit, or maybe they like follow a channel. I don't know. I think I just need to watch what people do a little bit because I'm out there just with no idea whatsoever. <laughs> just like get a surfboard and go out and try it. And uh, it can be discouraging because I'm not standing up, but I think I want to actually take the time to learn how to do it. Anyway, so I went for a surf and... Uh, yeah, I was going to go sleep in the car, but fuck that, man. I, I did my gigs and then I did my gig on Saturday night and then went home, woke up at 5.30 and uh, drove out to Torquay, to the surf beach in Torquay. It was like an hour and a half. Got there at about seven, surfed for, I was out there for like maybe half an hour. I wasn't out there for very long. And then I went and got breakfast and then I drove to Hanging Rock and uh, I'd never been to Hanging Rock before, man, but went for a bush bushwalk there Red, they've got like a little museum there where they talk about the geological formation that is hanging rock. It's a volcano that erupted and all of this like magma was really viscous so it didn't flow out into a flat thing. It kind of formed like a mound and then all the earth around it slowly eroded away and water seeped into the cracks in the rock and then it froze at cold times and expanded and made this huge rock formation really jagged and craggy. So you walk up this rock and it feels like it rises up around you and then you're kind of inside these weird little caves but then you come out of like this kind of enclosed cave area and you're looking out on this massive view because you're like, you know, 500 metres up in the air or whatever. That was really cool. I got on top of one of the highest rocks. I had an apple in my pocket and just ate my apple. And then I was like, I was on, I was on like the second highest bit of the rock and there was one bit that was higher, but it was kind of from where I was, it was a little bit hard. You had to like jump and then jump again to get onto it. And I saw a little kid and his dad climb up the other way. So I was like, there's a different way, but I kind of want to go this way. But then I was like, I'm by myself and all the other people I was with were like families. I was the only person who was there by myself. And I just thought if I jump and I fall will these people help me? I mean, obviously they will. And like more to the point, if I, <laughs> if I, like I, I just imagined, because it's kind of a dodgy jump, like you'd be a bit brave to do it. Not crazy. I probably would have made it fine, but like it was a bit sketchy. That's why I didn't do it in the end. But I was imagining doing it and just like calling over to like this kid that was near me and be like, hey kid, if I fall, like, you know, tell my mum that I love her and then jumping <laughs> and then like <laughs> and then what if I actually do fall and do hit my head, how annoyed they would be to be like, why did he fucking jump and like why did he put the responsibility on me to like contact his mother and this just random man has like fallen down a rock face and now I'm like responsible for it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like that would be – that's like a really rude – irresponsible thing to do to just like pick out some random person and go hey i'm about to do something dangerous if i hurt myself i don't know anyone here but i'm making it your responsibility all right here i go (laughs) 
I didn't do it. I did. What I did do after I ate my apple was I threw the apple core away. I watched until none of the two families that were around me were looking. And then I threw the apple core away into some bushes. And I hope they didn't see. Because although I think it's fine, I still, I guess, people were a little bit like, just don't throw stuff away. I don't know. I had a little bit of guilt about it. I was imagining the conversation that I would have with someone if I was like, threw it away. And then they were like, what's that? Why'd you throw rubbish away? And I'm like, it's an apple. And they're like, I don't care. You still threw shit away. You suck. And I'd have to be arguing with them and I wasn't there with anyone to back me up. So I would just have to be wrong and feel wrong, you know? So I threw it away covertly. That's what I did. I might watch, you know what I might do while I cook dinner? I might watch, maybe while I eat dinner. All right, what am I going to do? Maybe I'll play piano for a bit, have a shower cook food, eat it, and watch the movie Picnic at Hanging Rock. That's like two hours. And then when that's done, I'll go to sleep. Because I kind of, I really want to watch that movie. They had a bit of a thing about it in the, uh, it's like a small little walkthrough museum part of, there's like a visitor center with a cafe there where you can get food. And, um, and then there's like a thing that you walk through with like information about the geological aspects of it, information about the colonial history information about the aboriginal history and then information about the book the novel picnic at hanging rock and then the movie and i think the reason i went there is because i've heard of the movie picnic at hanging rock i don't know what it's about i've never seen it but i've heard of the movie and i just thought that'd be cool to go to so hey maybe i'll do that tonight maybe i'll watch that movie i looked it up yesterday it's under two hours long I reckon I might do that. I don't have heaps of other stuff to say, to be honest. I'm going to put Picnic at Hanging Rock, though. That'll be the title. Picnic at Hanging Rock. Picnic at Hanging Rock. Picnic at Hanging Rock. I'll just abbreviate it. My gardenia flowered. That was really nice when I got home. Last week on Tuesday, got back to the house and my gardenia that I've had for about a year and a half had flowered. Oh, just a joy. Pure happiness, honestly. I've been waiting for it for ages. Um, You know what? I can talk about this. I'll talk about Comedy Republic. My gig's there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, great shows. And then I want to bloody sign off. Um, Had some great gigs. I'm really happy with the 10 minute set that I'm doing that is the opening 10 minutes of the new show and I feel like it is a good balance of coming out with some jokes that are you know negative it's just like hey this is what I'm not doing and making fun of musical comedy and just some pretty straight stand-up for the first five minutes six minutes maybe seven and then three minutes to close that set is this musical kind of bit of comedy that I've worked out comparing Chopin's Nocturne and E flat major to popular music today um, specifically hip-hop with the right hand and the left hand and I guess just using like I heard a story last week when I was um, maybe Wednesday or Thursday I did another little session of my puzzle in my room listening to Chopin's uh, this biography of Chopin by this musicologist Alan Walker 
and he told a story about Chopin where Chopin, when he played, was apparently quite famous for taking a lot of liberty with time and with the beat and with rhythm and he would kind of stretch and play with rhythms and use tempo and like rubato in interesting ways. And a friend of his heard him playing a waltz, which is in 3-4 time always. A waltz is in 3-4 time. Uh, a friend of him heard him playing a waltz and he said, I know that's a waltz, but you're playing in 4-4 four, four time. Isn't that wrong? And Chopin was like, no, I'm not. I'm playing in 3. And he goes, oh, play it again. And he played it and his friend uh, counted out four beats to each bar rather than three. He said, look, there's four beats. And apparently Chopin laughed and said, oh, in Polish folk music, which is a lot of what he drew his inspiration from, um, apparently they really lean on the first beat in every bar and stretch it out. And that's what he was doing. He was leaning on the first beat so much so that it sounded like it was two beats. He was stretching it out so much. And I used that this week to solve a problem that I've had with this combining the Biggie and the Chopin, which is that I knew I needed, I've, got, I've done an Instagram video about it, but I want to do a new one. I might do a new one. Maybe I'll do it tonight. I've been thinking about doing it tonight. Anyway, whatever. The problem is the piece, the Chopin piece that I'm playing is in 3-4. Oh, sorry, it's in 12-8, but it's in, the beats are split into groups of three. And hip-hop is in 4-4. Four, four. So if I want to rap hip-hop over the top of this, I have to make it into groups of four rather than groups of three for it to work. Um, but the way that I did it, the way that I solved that problem by adding another note, adding another beat and putting notes on that beat, I think made it sound a little too kind of aggressive, a little too close to hip-hop and made it lose the, the vibe and the feeling of Chopin's music, which is much more delicate but after hearing that story about Chopin, I realized I can add another beat but not add any more notes. I can just stretch the first beat of the three out so that it sounds like four. But I'm still kind of playing it in three, but it does have an extra beat there so I can wrap the lyrics over it, but also still play the melody in the same way. And by doing that, the way that I was doing it before, I found it really hard to wrap for one bar and then play the melody in the next bar because the left hand, the accompaniment was too busy and loud. And like I said, lost the feeling of the Chopin piece. So it didn't feel right to play the melody over the top. And it was also just hard to do everything that I was doing with the left hand and still play the melody in the right hand. And I think when I've really achieved what I want to achieve with this piece and this bit of for stand up, I should be able to rap for one bar and then without breaking the rhythm play the melody in the next bar and then it also solves the problem of the bit going for too long because I couldn't figure out how to end it but I really want to end on if you don't know now you know and uh, I figured out now that I can do that if I do one bar as the start of the song it was all a dream I used to read Word Up magazine Salt and Pepper and Heavy D Up in the limousine And then straight away Rather than rapping more words Because then you have to get through More of the verse I just play a bit of melody For a bar And then I can rap The last bar of the verse 
and it's like I've just fast forwarded through the whole verse, you know. So it's like it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, Salt and Pepper, and Heavy D up in the limousine. Dun 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 dun. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call the crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Dun 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 dun. And if you don't know, now you know. I really sang that half-assed then, but I think you get it. And if you don't get it, I reckon I'm going to record an Instagram video of it now after I do this. And in the third of those four bars, I play the melody and rap the beat and rap the thing at the same time. And it works. So I did that at Comedy Republic and uh, I'm just trying to, I, I think what I want this 10 minute set to achieve is that by the end of it, the audience should be really excited to learn more about Chopin and about this piece. It should basically just get them excited for the rest of the show and introduce the show. So uh, that's what I'm trying to achieve. And um, I'm getting closer. It's good and I'm happy with it as a piece of stand up, but I would still like it to be better. Um, but on, I think, Thursday or Friday night, I can't remember which one, there was, there was this uh, heckler during the show who was pretty annoying. Not super annoying, but like, you know, during my set, I was like, I, I started to set up that I was going to rap Biggie and he went, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to do it fucking right now. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, man, why do you think I'm mentioning it? Yes, I can do it and I'm about to. That's what's happening. Fuck, people are dumb. And he interrupted a lot of other people's sets in just, you know, dumb ways as well. Anyway, after the show, he was outside the venue and uh, came up to me and he was just like, oh man, yeah, it's sick music. And he was just like, dude, you got to check out this guy, Ludovico Inaudi. And I was like, who's that? And he's like, you don't know Ludovico Inaudi, dude? He's the modern day Mozart. And I looked him up just in front of the guy to be like, all right, I'll check it out and then left. And I checked it out and this music fucking sucks, man. <laughs> it sucks. I just, it's, it's frustrating to me. And I guess this is my problem that I need to, this is part of why I'm doing the show because this guy thinks of Ludovico Einaudi, it's just very boring music. And I actually watched a really cool YouTube video that I, you know what, I will link in the show notes vid. I'm going to link this video in the show notes because I thought it was really cool. Basically, another guy who, Ludovico Einaudi is a pianist, classically trained, and he's done a lot of music for music, uh, for um for movies and he does like music but people love it he's got millions even billions of streams on you know spotify and youtube and whatever but i listened to it and i'm like this is music is there's nothing to like grab a hold of in this music i can't get excited about it it's not very engaging and I watched this YouTube video where this guy says the same thing and he's like, I don't understand why all these people love this music and I just don't get it. And I love classical music and I just am not 
I can't fuck with this music. And so he goes, I wanted to listen to it for a week straight and try and understand what it is that people love about this music because all of these people can't be wrong. And I really liked that it was coming at it from a place of like curiosity rather than just dismissiveness. And after a week, he or he started to notice things about the melodies and then he tried to write his own piece in the same style and uh, he started to think about why people listen to this music versus why he listens to music. And the reason he listens to music is to be kind of, to have it hold your attention. He says, music, I want music to hold my attention and capture me and grab me and show me something about life and inspire me and whatever. And he says, I don't think this music is for that purpose. This music isn't, to show you anything about the composer. In fact, the composer intentionally keeps you at arm's length. He doesn't put that much of himself in there and it's kind of for you to put your own stuff over the top of and he intentionally leaves a lot of space and this guy in writing his own piece in that style finds that it's actually really difficult to leave space and it involves a certain discipline because if you know anything about music, which Ludovico Einaudi undoubtedly does, you know, he's a trained musician and he, all this stuff, whatever, the temptation is to try and pour yourself into the music and add all of this stuff to distinguish it and, and kind of show what it is. But he's done exactly the opposite, which is just to make everything very simple and stripped back and uh yeah but i still don't like it because i really like i mean i think we all know eric sati uh gymnopodies if you haven't listened to that i'll put it at the end of this that's some beautiful music and that is kind of similar it's very sparse and bare but it's also really interesting whereas this ludovico Einaudi stuff i just found it really boring man um Sorry if you're into that music, but the Gymnopodies, man, the Gymnopodies by Eric Satie. Satie or Satie? Satie? However you say it, are amazing. Maybe I'll even have those playing right now as I'm talking here because I feel like I'm coming to the end. I've also been thinking about, well, I guess just like that is very similar to the, what that guy was saying that he wants out of music. That's really similar to what to my approach to creating my stand-up. I realized a few years ago that I don't want to create something that people passively consume. I want to create something that people intentionally go and see because they want to see something great. I want to create something that's amazing, that's you know, all-encompassing, that for the time that people are experiencing my thing, that's they're, they're really consumed by it and it holds their attention and it inspires them and uplifts them and uh, I don't want to make something that people just kind of watch, you know, like while they're doing something else or just have on in the background. I'm not interested in that. And... Uh, yeah, I guess that's why I love... I mean, the, the, to get back to what I was saying before, when that guy sent me, the, or when that guy showed me that uh, Ludovico Einaudi going, he's the modern-day Mozart, it showed me, first of all, that that guy has no understanding of the differences between that music and Mozart. 
or any of the other famous classical composers that you could name. And it also therefore shows me that that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I want people to leave my show understanding the depth of the music and why it's stood for such a long time and still captivates people now. And I want people to feel captivated by it in the same way that I do. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to achieve. Like I had uh, on Friday a few of my friends, other comics, watched my sets I uh, watched my set and I asked them to give me notes and the only note that I got was one of them said oh man you should go and check out a bunch of like history of hip hop stuff to see if that could add anything to your set and I thought about that for a while and I realised what a profound failure on my part that he left my set having only taken away from it that I could put more about the history of hip-hop in there. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to inspire people to want to learn more about Chopin and that music, you know? And so that made me go, okay, I need to be more excited or figure out a way to put more passion for that music in there. Anyway, I think I've fucking rambled enough now, man. Picnic on Hanging Rock is the name of this podcast. And the photo for this week is going to be me at Hanging Rock. I took a selfie. I tried to take a nice selfie. And uh, you are definitely by now listening to Gymnopodies by Eric Satie. And uh, that's going to be about it. Look, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you're doing good. I hope you had a nice time with your family or your friends for Friendsmas or whatever you've been doing. And I hope you had a great 2023. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in 2024. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.